You're about to listen to a message by Pastor Ikena Okeke of the Father's Church. Please join Pastor Ikena Okeke and be blessed. We bless the Lord for the opportunity to be alive this day. We bless the Lord for the opportunity to be found in his house this day. Praise the Lord. It's one thing to be alive and it's one thing to be present. And I want to believe that we have a lot of people connecting online. The songwriter sang, says, what a privilege and honor it is to be called into your presence or into his presence as his own. We have this privilege to make use of this door that has been opened. You know, I, I, was, I was just meditating on the whole Christmas thing. And, you know, part of the things that, which is not what we're looking at this morning, that just dropped in my mind is that from Christmas Day, a door was opened. And that door has been open for years. And it's still open. But what they told us is that that door is going to be shut without notice. And when that door is shut, everything changes. See how everybody's looking beautiful you know, glowing with the glory of the Lord. When that door shuts, I know you won't be here, I won't be here. But this world will not be, nobody will desire anything in this world again. So I believe Christmas is part of the reason why we glow. Because the door is still open. The song says, let the earth receive her king. A time is going to come when those who received him, he will take them to the new heavens and the new earth. And then this earth is going to be what? Rolled up, destroyed. You and I will be part of those who will be ready in the name of Jesus Christ. Come with me to Isaiah chapter 9 as we begin our meditation for this beautiful morning. Isaiah chapter 9, I'll read from verse 2 to 7. And I'd like us to read together. And it says, the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in the land of the shadow of death, upon them a light has shined. You have multiplied the nation and increased its joy. They rejoice before you according to the joy of harvest, as men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For you have broken the yoke of his burden and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, as in the day of Midian. For every warrior's sandal from the noisy battle and garments rolled in blood will be used for burning and fuel of fire. Verse 6. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father. Prince of Peace, of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Amen. Amen. You see, what we have here is an announcement, but it was prophetic. It was announced in advance. 
For us now, it is an announcement in areas. Praise the Lord. It is an announcement that is behind us. When we, it was written, it was an announcement before them. So the people who had this announcement could hold their hearts. They could go through whatever they were going through, knowing that this day was going to come. Praise the Lord. But you and I now are looking back to this day. So it is something that has happened. So we are looking back to history, and that behoves you and I to challenge ourselves, to ask ourselves, this announcement, this proclamation, which has come to fulfillment, must not remain an announcement to us. It must transit to become my experience in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Okay, come with me to Luke chapter 2. We'll read another passage, and then we'll read one more, and we'll move on. In Luke chapter 2, we have the account, you know, of the birth from verse 1 begins to tell us, and it happened, it came to pass in those days that a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. And because of that decree, Joseph had to travel back to Bethlehem. And verse 7 says, and while 6 and 7 says, so it was that while they were there, the days were completed for her, this is Mary, to be delivered. And she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. The son with son said, let every heart do what? Prepare him room. I trust that we are preparing him even mansions in Jesus' name. Okay, so he went on and we saw from verse 8 begins to tell us how the angels came to announce to the shepherds what great thing had just taken place and verse 20 verse 20 says the shepherds or rather verse 16 says the shepherds came and they found mary and joseph they saw the baby and when they had seen this they started talking about it and 20 says the shepherds returned what did they return to they returned to shepherding okay and they glorified and praised god for all the things that they had seen and heard, okay, as it was told them. Glory to God. We thank God for them. Verse 25 tells us about another person. Verse 25 begins to tell us about a man named Simeon. And the way the Bible introduces this man should make you and I take notice. The first line says, and what? Behold. Praise the Lord. You see, when men were younger, or when people were younger, okay, it's not every person that passes that you tell your friend, behold. I don't know if somebody's understanding what I'm saying. There are some persons that pass you. Six boys, all of them will say, oh boy, you see? Praise the Lord. It's not just any person. So this announcement was not announcing a figure that we can ignore. It says, and behold, what happened? There was a man in Jerusalem whose name was what? Simeon. He's saying, consider this man. Praise the Lord. Take note of this man. What did they tell us about this man? He says, this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel, and the Holy Spirit was upon him. This was before Pentecost. This was in the season where there was no word of the Lord. This was within the 400 plus years of no word. But there was a man, no wonder the Holy Spirit is saying we should behold him. Praise the Lord. May your life become one that people will behold in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. 
So he says, Behold this man. He was devoured just waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. Now look at 26. 26 says, And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he will not see death before he had seen the lost Christ. So God speaks. Praise the Lord. The Lord says, The Lord our God will not do anything unless he does what? He reveals it to his servants, the prophets. The prophet is not the one who makes much noise or most noise. The prophet is the one who is a friend with God, that God tells what he's doing. One of the marks of a prophet is that he has peace because he understands the plan. Praise the Lord. This man was in a state where he was not afraid of kidnappers. He was not afraid of coronavirus. He was not afraid of uh, Fulani headsmen. He was not afraid of bandits. He knew that God's portion and plan for him would be what? Fully manifested. Nothing will abort God's agenda for him. And I pray that you will get into such proximity, such intimate relationship with God, that you will not fear that the devil can abort God's agenda for you. In the name of Jesus, you come into a place of security. He said to this man, you will see it. The Bible told us he was waiting. And God said to him, what? You will see. I pray that God will grant your righteous desires. You know, many times when people pray, say, may God grant you every desire of your heart. Many times, many years ago, I stopped praying that prayer. Because you can be desiring for yourself what is not good for you. And I don't want to be party to that. So when I pray, I pray sometimes, depending on the level of the people, I may not add it. But I, my prayer is that God will grant your desires that are according to his desire for you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. Okay, so this man was promised you're not going to see death until you see the Lord Christ. We're gone. So he came, 27, when the Lord Christ was there. He came by the Spirit. We see the leading of the Spirit. One of the things also we pick from here is that the Spirit is still leading. In this season, may He lead us. In the name of Jesus. Can I hear better amen? May we be led of the Spirit. The Bible says, and those who are led of the Spirit, it says, these are. Forget what I'm claiming. Forget what I'm saying. Forget all of that. If I'm not led of the Spirit, I am not. But if I'm led of the Spirit, it says what? This is what? A son or these are. And I believe that is your testimony in the name of Jesus. I believe the Spirit led you here this morning. Hallelujah. And I believe the Spirit is leading those who are connecting online as well. So he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus to do for him according to the custom of the Lord, he took him up in his arms and blessed God and said, Lord, now you are letting your servant depart in peace according to your word. For my eyes have seen your salvation, which you have prepared before the face of all peoples, a light to bring revelation to the Gentiles and the glory of your people Israel. There's so much about this man that um, I don't know if we we'll keep looking at it. We may not cover what we're saying. But you can see that when our Lord Jesus, after his ministry, after our Lord Jesus had come, lived, you know, died for us and was raised on the third day, the Jews still did not understand that the gift of Jesus was not just a gift to the Jews. They did not understand that it was a gift through the Jews. Many of them still thought that all he did, even the disciples, remember their paramount request to him before he, he went up. Will you at this time do what? 
restore the kingdom to Israel. But we see this man, we see Simeon, before he began his ministry, understanding that Jesus was not just for the Jews, but for who? For the whole world, a light to the Gentiles. I desire revelation. Tell somebody, please desire the revelation. It makes life beautiful. The Pharisees, even the disciples, I was going to say the Pharisees, but even the disciples had problems. James and John said, let's destroy this city of Samaria. Don't they know who you are? The king of the Jews. But Jesus said to them, you don't understand. I came to save them. I didn't come to destroy them. But that was the revelation they had. But Simeon, long before, was walking in this revelation that Jesus was savior of the world. He saw Christmas before us and before many. And may the Lord bless him in Jesus' name. Now, if you come down to the last place we'll read and we'll move on. It's 1 John chapter 1. If you come with me to 1 John chapter 1, we're going to see what the Bible says there. The apostle John was writing to us and he says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled, concerning the word of life. The life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness, and declare to you, that eternal life which was with the Father and was manifested to us. That which we have seen and heard, we declare to you, that you also may fellowship with us. And truly our fellowship is with the Father and with the Son, Jesus Christ. Verse 4, let's read verse for everybody. And these things we write to you, that your joy may be full. What did he write? He said, that which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon, and our hands have handled. I declare then that the purpose of Christmas and the writings and the whole thing that was done was that the joy of you and I will be what? Will be full. Will be full. What did the angels announce to the shepherds? I bring you great tidings of what? Great joy. Great joy, which shall be toward all people. In the birth of Jesus, a joy capsule that the world could never finish using was given to us. Praise the Lord. When that announcement was made unto us, remember in that Isaiah 9 we read, it says the people who dwelt in darkness have seen a great light. Jesus is the answer. It's more than a cliche. It's more than a statement. Jesus is the answer to the world. In the darkness, the problems, all that the world is going through, Jesus was, Jesus is, Jesus remains what? The answer. Praise the Lord. So we see the Apostle John writing here. He's saying that which we have seen, we heard about him. There were prophecies concerning him. Then he came, we saw him. We looked upon him. We handled him. He's the one we're telling you about. And why am I telling you about him? He said he's telling us so that our joy may be full. Our prayer is that our joy will be full indeed in the name of Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. However, you and I know the reality. That if in any season there is anxiety, there is frustration, there is disappointment, if there's any season of the year in particular, when people measure their failures and count what should have been and what could have been, what season is that? It's Christmas season. 
Now, how do we connect the two? At Christmas, we should be celebrating what is giving us the joy to the world. The light to those who dwell in darkness. The answer to everything. That's what we should be celebrating at Christmas. But at Christmas, I'm not just talking about unbelievers who don't even know Jesus. Even amongst Christians. That is the time people feel most lonely. That is the time people make most compromises. That is the time the pressure for the things of this world in a way down on persons. And you're wondering, but I, I thought, I thought Christmas was to, you know, solve all these problems. But what has happened is this. You see, the world we are in is a very intricate and interesting world. It's a world that it doesn't take a moment to go from positive to negative. Why? Because they are actors. You see, God is working. Praise the Lord. Like, you know, Mom Chi taught us last Sunday. God is working. Praise God. And if it were only God working in this world, I'm telling you, life would be very easy. But you see, God is working, and who else is working? Sorry? I can't hear you. Were you were in church last Wednesday. The devil is working. God is working. The devil is working. God is working. The devil is working. Now, the more God works, what will happen? The more what? The devil works. Now, if you and I are not sensitive to hook into what God is working, then he works more and we don't connect. We are exposed to the more that the devil is working. That's simply what happens at Christmas. Christmas is a time that your joy is from heaven designed to multiply. But if you don't receive, say, let the earth do what? Receive her king. If you don't receive that joy that is coming from him, what you're going to receive is the frustration that is coming from Satan. He's ever working. So people sit down and say, Christmas is coming and I don't have this. Christmas is saying, I have the gift of the son of God. I have the son of God given to me. And then at the same time, you're saying, I don't have this. Now, let me help us. Please, can we turn to John chapter 1, please? How many of us know that the gospel captures, well, well not only Mark didn't capture, but, but actually John, the gospel of John captures also the birth of Christ. But it captures it, you know, from the very spiritual basic angle. Let's see John chapter 1 verse 1. It says, in the beginning was the word, and the word was what? With God. And the word was God. Okay. It says, he was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him. And without him, nothing was made that was made. In him was life, and the life was the light of... Let's, let's stop here so I don't go beyond myself. Let's read verse 3. Verse 3 says what? All things were made what? Through him. And without him what? Nothing was made that was made. So, Christmas is coming. Christmas says, I have been what? Giving Jesus. And then you keep it here and say, because Christmas is coming, I'm depressed because I don't have this. Now, how can I receive the one by whom and through whom all things were made? And then all of a sudden turn and be depressed that I don't have something. The Bible says the thief does not come, but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. And you, you have fought many fights to protect a lot of things throughout this year. I pray that it, going forward in the next year, pray to protect revelation of truth. 
You see, it's better you keep the truth. So, so, someone wrote and said, there is one thing that can never be stolen from you. Character. You see, anything can be stolen from you, but they can't steal your character. Now I'm begging you, if anything must be taken from you, let them not also take your revelation of truth. Because Jesus, the Bible says, without him, which means there is no product, there is no produce, be it material, be it uh, spiritual, be it in whatever form, that can never be made that was not made by him. How can I then have him on one side? And then be, unquote, destitute on the other side. Can you see that the truth has been stolen from me? Christmas is a time people bemoan their childlessness or, you know, not being married or not having built a house or being, having driven one car for the last 17 years. Whereas Christmas is a time that are telling you that God has given to you the greatest gift of all and that in him you have everything. And the Bible says, he that did not withhold his only son Jesus. It says, how can you imagine? That scripture is provoking you to think. How can you imagine that he will not with him freely what give you all things? Now that with him freely give you all things is not a future. He's saying with him I have given you what all things because the promises of God in Christ Jesus are what they are yes and they are amen. The truth is God is not about to do anything for us again. He has done it already. Unto us a child was is born, unto us a son is given. It was prophecy then, now it is history. What remains is for you and I to tear down the doors of our heart and receive him. Praise the Lord somebody. Praise Jesus somebody. So it says all things were made through him. And that's who we receive at Christmas. That's what God released for us at Christmas. Now come in the same John chapter 1 since we already did. Come to verse 10. We'll read 10, 11, and 12. Verse 10 says he was in the world. That's Christmas. Praise the Lord. He created the world wonderful. But he coming into the world, that is Christmas. Now I was reading somewhere. I don't know how I got about this information. But they said that it cost the United States, 200, about $284 billion, today's money, to take a man, to take man from the earth to the moon. You see, I'm trying to go somewhere. When the Bible says God came to the earth, he traveled. Hallelujah. No, no, no. I'm going somewhere. He traveled from heaven to the earth. He traveled intergalactica. Okay. He traveled interterrestrial to, you know, inter from extracelestial to, to interterrestrial. You see, travel is expensive. That's what I'm trying to say. For man to go to moon, $284 billion. Do you know what it would have cost if we were to measure it? For God to come to the earth. The songwriter says he laid aside his majesty. He said to the father, restore to me what? The glory which I had with you. He had to drop that glory. If that glory entered the womb of Mary, what is that tummy bomb? If that glory entered the womb of Mary, the world would have ended then. Judgment would have come. That's why he had to unclose, unclose, unclose. And he started descending. He descended first from being God 
to the 20, no, the first level, the four living creatures. He got to their level, they said it's not enough. He descended to 20 and four elders. He got to their level, they said you can't enter earth like this. He got to the level of angels. They said you can't enter earth like this. The Bible says, being found in appearance as a man. What did he do? He did not enter the womb of a princess. He did not enter a palace. He entered the womb of Mary, a simple girl married to a carpenter. That is how far he descended. He came to his own. That's the journey he went. But look at this next line. He said his own did not receive him. What is the value of a gift if you don't receive it? People of God, you know, it's so sad. And that's why, I've I've said this before, I say it again. Part of the prayers you must pray for Nigeria is, let hell not gain. It's not about us winning election. No, it's not about any. Let hell not gain. Do you know the number of our marriage? Do you know the number of people that can't hear the gospel? Because of the wickedness of the things that are happening in it. Do you know the number of people that have heard some of your classmates, Muslims that went to school with you? They know this thing is true. But because of economic persecution, they cannot turn their back. Do you know how many lawyers, my brother, who know that Jesus is Lord, but they know their career in this ministry of justice, if they become Christians, will never get promoted. Do you know how many that have been held under bondage of Islam? Because of this wicked thing that is happening. That's why the thing has to change. So that the souls of men can receive their king. The gift of Jesus has thrown wide the gates of hell. And there is enough, there are rather there are enough mansions in heaven for every soul that was ever born into this world. Jesus prayed for them all. But you see, if they don't receive him, praise the Lord. I, I tried to refresh my memory. I did offer an acceptance in, uh, uh, is it law? We did law 101 or so. Offer an acceptance. And, and it, it's interesting. But they said a contract is not valid until there is a complete offer and there is a complete acceptance. It's not valid. So Christmas is what? God's offer. He came to his own. But if the world, if the people do not receive him, the contract is not completed. He's not obliged. You can't hold him to it. There, there is nothing he can do. And that's what John began to tell us. He said he came to his own and his own did not accept him. They did not receive him. Verse, verse 12 now goes on. Okay, I jumped. I jumped. Okay, let me read 10. I will mention. He said he was in the world and the world was made through him and the world did not know him. Okay, so they didn't know him. I'm going to touch that if the Lord allows us. Then he came to, they didn't know him. Then he came, they didn't receive him. But look at the good news in 12. 12 says what? But as many as what? Received him. To them he gave the right or the power to become what? Children of God to those who believe in his name. This is good news. This is Christmas. This is what Simeon entered into. The Bible said he was waiting for what? The consolation. The Bible said, talked about he was looking for the redemption of Israel. That is why you and I can never communicate the gospel, no matter how nice. You know, some of us want to be nice. And it's okay. Praise the Lord. Some of us like that feeling of being nice. It's better to have people who want to be nice than to have people who want to be wicked. I've known people who just want to be wicked. 
Okay? But the problem of just wanting to be nice is that you can present the gospel incompletely. Or rather, without the right foundation. The foundation of the gospel is that you need a savior. Now, who needs a savior? Is a sinner that needs a savior. Is someone that is under bondage that needs a savior. Is someone that is sentenced to hell that needs a savior. Is someone that is depraved that needs a savior. Is someone that the devil has on, on uh, has a hold on that needs a savior. So if I come to you and tell you, you're my friend, you're very nice, you know, I like you, you're very generous, you're kind, and you're all of that, you need a what, what do I need a savior for? Your savior should just come and be my friend. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? You see, the, the savior is, the, the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he did what? He gave his only begotten son so that what? Whoever believes in should not perish. Before he gave, they were perishing. If he didn't give, the whole world would have perished. His giving is to deliver from perishment. Praise the Lord. He said, my feeling and my judgment is immaterial. David told us, he says, in sin, one, did my mother conceive me? Forget the one I did. I was born into it. And then I did it to confirm that they born me truly into it. Are you understanding? So, so, so when it says that we're, we're given the right, the power, it talks about the deliverance from where we was. Now, all those things makes Christmas or helps us appreciate what Christmas is all about. So, unfortunately, like we are trying to say, that in the season of Christmas, instead of our joy being multiplied, we go into calculations. We go into analysis. Some remember my last Christmas, some say, was better than this. Uh, four Christmases ago, I had this. Or I had calculated that this will happen. You don't know what Christmas is if you're saying that. Unto us, a child is what? Born. Unto us, a son is given. And the Bible says, he shall be called what? One of the names is called is wonderful. Wonderful simply means full of what? It means that there's possibility that every Christmas you have a new wonder. And beyond every Christmas, every day what? You have a new one. That the psalmist says, this is the day the Lord has made. And what am I going to do? I will, I will wait for Christmas. 24th new wonder. 25th new wonder. 26th what? Another wonder. 27th wonder. 28th what? Wonder. Why? For the Lord is good and his masses do what? Endure forever. The Bible says, I know the thoughts that he thinks towards me. There are thoughts of good and never of evil to bring me to a future and to an expected end. That's what from the moment Jesus came, I can understand before Jesus came. But from the moment Jesus came, he's involved with you. Do you understand? He's involved. He can't just do anything. Look at the parable of which he read. He, he said, he said that, that when the angels went, and, or rather the angels suggested, let's go and separate the tears from the wheel. He said, don't do it all. You know what? God will rather wait instead of one wheat, instead of one son to be taken to hell mistakenly. He will wait. And that's why we're where we are. Because he's waiting for the separation to be clear. So that every man's choice will be apparent to him. 
That's how precious. So God has gotten involved from Christmas. He came to his own. When he was leaving, he left because he had to go and become high priest for us. But what did he say to us before he left? He said to us, it is what? Expedient for you that I go. What? That I will send you the helper. Who did he call the helper? He said, he's like me. As long as the Holy Spirit is here, there is mercy. There is grace. There is kindness. There is forgiveness. There is all of that and much more. Why? Because God is still here with us. In fact, the disciples didn't get anything more on God than you and I. I hope you know that. I hope you do know that. When the disciples were in the boat, sometimes Jesus would be on the mountain praying. But now when you're in the boat, Jesus is not on the mountain praying. Jesus is right in your heart. Yes, we, we, we have, we have a, a more proximate relationship. It's just that it's more spiritual. Praise the Lord. So, so the birth of our Lord Jesus, or the gift of our Lord Jesus Christmas, was to quench and to satisfy all our thirst and desires. And turn our attention to the one who is called Wonderful Counselor, Almighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. But what has happened? The traditions of the season... That's where the problem came from. The traditions of the season. So maybe the people who say we shouldn't celebrate Christmas, maybe that's what they're trying to say. Because I, I don't understand why somebody would say, we celebrate Jesus every day, every hour, every moment. Praise the Lord. So whether he was born in January or February, he was born. Okay? So we celebrate him. But, but maybe it's the traditions that they're concerned about. Like, you, you have to wear a particular color. You can see most of us, we have green, red, and all of that. So imagine if at this season, you don't have green, red. What's the other color? Green, red, go to wear. Immediately, there's a, a, a message saying to you what? You lack. Am I right? The traditions of Christmas is that, um, you know, so someone was announcing in the church where I was on Sunday. Sunday morning, after you have, um, you know, unwrapped your gifts, I say, see Wahala now. So, somebody who came to church, okay, who has no gift to unwrap, you have already put him in a disabled position. It's after you have unwrapped your gifts and done all of that, then you come to church. So, this person is coming to church, what? Disabled. Why? Because he did not unwrap any gift. Now, all that unwrapping and all that green and red, the rice, there was no rice when Jesus was born. I hope you know that. Everything that is a big deal today is traditional. And the danger of tradition is that tradition is one of the things that silently are so powerful. There are two things I remember now, and there may be more that our Lord Jesus spoke about that challenge God. One is money, mammon. The second one is what? He said, by your traditions, you have made the law of the commandments of God of what? Of knowing. Traditions can be powerful. You're going home to see your mother, you're a young lady, and your cousin came back with a man last year. Another cousin came back with a man three years ago. You're now going, and you're going alone, and you stop at Lokoja, you turn back. Because there's no man going back with you. And the mothers are not even helping. Many years ago, a mother called the daughter and said to the daughter, you know, we're in the same church then, and said to the daughter, that church where you're going, if they cannot give you a man to come back with you Christmas, better leave that church and go and find where they are giving men. You see, you can go back with a man in January, must it be Christmas? 
But, but you see, those are the bodies. And, and now when you come to my people, okay? You know my people. They're not men. <laughs> they're not men people. When you come to my people, you see, there is a type of car your age mates go back with. Okay? If you're not going back with that type of car, you're already suffering from the corona pandemic. It's not coronavirus now. Corona car, Toyota car pandemic. You're insufficient. Okay? If the house you're building in the village stopped at the same point. The other day, my wife was telling me I had not built a house in the village. And I told her that if her, her wigs were investing it, we would have, would have used it to, you know, all the women that are here, help us to build houses. Please now. Georgie is hailing me. Yes, yeah, so that, you've not built house, you've not built house. Eh? Recently, you know, they, they're just increasing the thing that is eating this, our beautiful wise money. Eh? I said, that thing, you know, do you know how many blocks, you know? <laughs> so, 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 the, the evil man, he's going back. His house in the village has not grown from last Christmas. He's going back feeling incapacitated. Why? He's feeling he lacks. Whereas in Christ Jesus, everything you require has what? Has been given to you. He's our sufficiency. He's our answer. He's our joy. He's our everything. Listen to me, brothers and sisters. When the enemy tries to sow a seed of dissatisfaction and discontentment, tell him I have Jesus. Tell him I have Jesus. And if for any reason he doesn't know who Jesus is, Tell him who Jesus is to you. Tell him he's my friend. Tell him he's my confidant. Tell him he's the lover of my soul. Tell him he's my healer. He's my physician. He's my joy giver. He makes a way for me where there's no way. He speaks to me in the night season. When all shall forsake me, he will never forsake. Are you understanding what we are talking about? So when the Bible says, unto you a son is given, nothing was withheld from you. Let's rise on our feet. I have Jesus. I have Jesus. I have Jesus. He said, let the earth receive her king. This morning, what we want to do is to receive him and not allow ourselves to be distracted. I, I tell you, many years ago, many years ago, not too many, maybe about 10 years ago, I can't remember. A gift, a precious, you know, set of jewelry was given to my wife as gift. I think it was her birthday. And this gift came jewelry, you know. But because of our estimation, the weight of this jewelry, the design of this jewelry, and the color of this jewelry, we, we she just concluded this is costume. So kept it somewhere. Until one day, I don't know what happened. Somebody saw it. I said, Mommy Chi, this is gold, though. This is gold, though. That was what happened. This is gold. We, we carried the weight. It was heavy. We looked at the color. It was unusual. But it was gold. We went to where they sell gold. And they said it's gold indeed. And the top, top most quality. Now what had happened is this. All that gift meant nothing. Because she didn't know what was in it. Our Lord Jesus said to the woman at the well. If you knew the gift of God. Many of us, you don't need something to come in. You need eyes to be opened to see what you already have. This Christmas, open the eyes of my heart. I want to see you.
I want to see you. I want to discern you. I want to design. He has given already. Some of us, I say, say, Lord, do this before the end of the year. He did it before the foundations of the world. Lord, open my eyes. Open my heart. Open my understanding. Open my gratitude. You see, I, I don't know why we didn't believe that gift. Maybe we didn't know she had the capacity to give such a gift. Maybe we don't know. But the one who is speaking to you, he said, do you know who is speaking? Do you know who is talking to you? Do you know who I am? This morning, Jesus has come. He has come to pour the love of God on you. He has come to shower mercy on you. He has come to bring strength to you. He has come to bring direction to you. He has come to bring comfort to you. He has come to bring healing to you. He has come to bring newness of life to you. In him, in him was life. And the life was the light of men. When somebody has the things of this world, we credit him that he's enjoying life. Every life, every enjoyment, every beautiful thing, everything good in this life is found in Jesus alone. Lord, help me. Help my eyes to be open so that I can see, I can dig in and draw water out of the wells of your salvation. Let me receive of the things that you have freely given to me. Let me find that I have a house, a sure house in you. Let me find that I have a friend, a friend in you. Let me find that I have a confident, a confident in you. Let me find that I have a protection. Some of us are waiting for the vaccination from COVID-19 to be free. But in Christ Jesus, you can be free today. You don't have to wait till then. Why? Because he has sealed you. He has covered you with his blood. With the stripes of Jesus, he has healed you before there was ever a sickness coming upon you. So this morning, it's my Christmas. I receive my King. I receive my Savior. I receive the lover of my soul. I receive satisfaction. Somebody is looking and there is an emptiness. What do you have to show for the year? Tell the devil and tell whoever cares to hear. I have Jesus to show. There is room in my heart for him. I didn't drive him away. I've been with him. The Bible says Noah walked with God and was not. I'm walking with him. And some days tomorrow, some days next year someday in the future i will go with him to be where he is but while i'm here jesus is enough for me jesus is enough why because he is everything to me the songwriter sang and says he's my shelter he's my priority he's everything to me i need you to open up your mouth and just enjoy that gift you need to unpack that gift you may not have come to church unpacking a gift under your tree but this morning we unpack the gift of Jesus. Open it up. He loves you. Open it up. He values you. There is a cloud you belong to. He has made you to be accepted in the beloved. Do you know what Jesus says about you? The Bible says he will go to the Father and say to the Father, these are my brothers. These are my sisters. You have an introduction. You have somebody who is boasting about you. Who is looking around and saying, have you seen my daughter? Have you seen my son? Have you seen those children of mine? He's not looking to validate you based on the amount of money you have. He's not looking to validate you based on the number of businesses or deals you close. He's validating you because you have faith to receive him. As many as received him, he credited. The Bible says Abraham believed God and it was credited to him as righteousness. This morning I received the gift of God. I received my Christmas into my heart, not just for today, for every day that there is breath in me. Lord, I worship you. 
Lord, I worship you. Lord, I worship you. Lord, I worship you. I give you praise. I give you my 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 praise. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him. Praise him like you know what he has. For somebody you still don't understand. But you can enter into it in the course of the day. Let Christmas will happen. It will happen in you. You will tell of it. In the name of Jesus Christ. Go on. Go on. I'm not stopping you. Go on. Go on. And there may be somebody watching online. There may be someone here physically. And, and, and you know, we're talking of this Jesus. The gift he is to us. And maybe you have never really thrown your arms open and said to him Jesus I receive you as my Lord I receive you as my Savior you know it's so powerful that word receive it makes the difference it makes the difference are you here today and you've never never run to him to say you gave and I'm coming to receive he's brought life are you ready today to say Lord Jesus I receive life you brought forgiveness I have sinned I receive forgiveness I've entangled myself I receive deliverance I've done things that I'm not proud of but you are the champion of the host above can you be my captain can you take over my life is there anybody here that I seem pastor I want to do that then you can raise that hand so I can see you and pray with you this beautiful Christmas morning if you are online, you, you, can, you can also do that wherever you are. Lord Jesus, I come to receive you as Lord. I come to receive you as Savior. I'm in need of a friend. I'm in need of a healer. I'm in need of a deliverer. I need the blood. I need your gift. I need your gift of life. I need reconciliation with the Father. I come to confess that I live my life under the weight of condemnation. I sense my disconnect, my distance from the Father. But I know at Christmas, you brought us together. I want to be close to the maker of the heavens and the earth. I want to come to you today. Is there anybody saying that? If you're doing that online, just say to him, Lord Jesus, I come to you today. Acknowledging that you are the gift of God. You are the son of God come in the flesh. You died on the cross for my sins. And on the third day, you rose again. For my justification. Jesus, I welcome you into my heart. All that you are, all that you are to be, come and be to me. By faith, I appropriate you. That from this day onwards, I will live a life of continually unpackaging and unveiling the gift that is you. I am born again. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, we pray. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Merry Christmas. You've been listening to a message by Pastor Ikenao Keke of the Father's Church. We are sure you've been blessed. We invite you to worship with us at Eden Center, Banex Guarimpa Expressway, near Next Kashinkari, Abuja. For telephone 09 290 9000 or 
0703 You can find us online at www.thefatherschurchonline.org. God bless you.